and we're back live again a day after the recording of this at least the day after our last podcast last night i think i might have this actually come out tomorrow at some point just because why not it's free agency time let's have it come out as soon as we can towards free agency because a lot of this podcast is going to be centered around uh tomorrow which is free agency frenzy or if you're listening to this and it is tomorrow friday um just a couple hours away because we're going to try to get this out as early as possible um so unfortunately we weren't because of scheduling conflicts we aren't going to be able to this year to do a free agency friendly special and if you aren't already a, a frequent listener of our podcast jeff and i tend to do like to do these uh free agency specials these specials yeah. here and there uh we sometimes do them for drafts here and there but it's mostly trade deadline and free agency yeah. that we do them more so for so we're still doing it around that it's just not going to be um on the day of free agency so you can kind of describe this as our free agency special because a lot of it is going to be dot on that we're going to talk a little bit about the draft that happened in the last couple of days um here and there and obviously since we are if jeff hasn't given it away already uh, we are flyers fans um so we will touch on the flyers their impacts on free agency and all that um also uh, their draft. We're going over a bit over their draft class. Just uh, touch on the the names yep. of, of the players that they drafted. Um, and but yeah, before I there. actually say anything, I actually want to get these out of the way right away. Um, it seems to be a time for people retiring. I guess it's that time of year. Yeah, people are getting new contracts and everything. We've got two people that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, unless you want to put three in there, because I'm pretty sure Dustin Bufflin's done too, but he's never actually come out. Most and said likely, he's done, but, but he's most likely. Who knows? Done. I haven't heard anything about Chara either, so I don't know if he's gonna stick it out or if he's also thinking of his future. But earlier today, um, probably about an hour or two ago, it came out that uh, Justin Williams has officially retired. If you remember last season, he was up in the air and wondered if he wanted to come back or not. He spent half the year not playing, and then he came back, came in late in the season, played in the playoffs a bit. I think he was hurt at times during the playoffs. Uh, but now he is officially done. He hung up the skates. Yeah. Uh, good for Justin Braun. He had a good career. He won cups. So. Yeah, Justin Williams, he won three Stanley Cups. He is known as Mr. Game 7. Absolutely coming up in, uh, in the clutch when needed to. So huge congratulations uh, for a phenomenal we'll career with if, him. If Carolina can continue on without him, because I feel like a lot of their success in the last two yeah. seasons at least came a lot because of Justin Williams and his and his impact. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a phenomenal uh, leader, huge presence in the locker room. So he'll be sorely missed in that locker room. But I'm sure his, his presence uh, really left an impact and a huge mark. Uh, for the boys in Carolina. Um, also, really quickly here uh, from Frank Saravelli, who you know, was one of the uh, guys who mentioned, you know, uh, along with everyone else about Justin's William, Justin Williams retiring. He said, with Williams' retirement, uh, no sign of interest from Dustin Bufflin to continue his career. Uh, he apparently met with Bill Guerin, the Minnesota, G, uh, Minnesota Wild GM, three weeks ago for lunch, but appears to be hanging them up. Also, on another note, all indications are pointing towards Patrick Marlowe wanting to return for a, a 23rd season. Joshua Hamill, wasn't only a year he signed in Pittsburgh? Well, no, he got traded there. He, right, he signed he a year in yeah. San, Jose San Jose to go back with them. 
but then he um, got traded to uh, Pitt. So we'll see yeah. if and where he ends up. And this one was actually surprising, especially if you're a Flyers fan. Yeah. Uh, but Matt Niskin and just almost out of the blue because he's yeah. no, pretty, pretty much out of the blue. I uh, think. But if you hear Chuck Fletcher's comments, it seems like he kind of made up his mind at the end of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the, the day after uh, the Flyers game seven loss uh, to the New York Islanders, Chuck Fletcher received the call from uh, Matt Niskanen and Fletcher. He, he respected, he understood it. He said, he, but it, he it said it, it caught him off guard a bit for sure. But he did say, you know, g- give it a couple of days and everything to, uh, you know, to, to really make up your mind and make it, you know, some clear decisions and no matter what, who respect it. But uh, Niskanen, you know, he retired, I think, at the age of 33. Yep, he's only he 33. Was, Yep. He won a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a, a huge role in his first and only year with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, great mentor to uh, Ivan Provorov. He ser- he certainly helped make his game a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And now just fill in the role. And we'll obviously keep on this until next season starts, which that was another thing that brought, was brought up is potentially January 1st for when the season could yes. start back up uh, for next season. But that does leave the hole on who will be Provorov's other defense mate. Um, Cause with him yeah. on now it's outside of that. And I think this played a lot of it, but the flyers did resign Justin Braun. I think a lot of it did become because of Niskanen, but I will yes. say this too. And I'll say it a couple more times, obviously you're probably to the point where you're going to punch me every time I bring it up, but I generally believe they, uh, this will be the last season. They'll have to worry about bringing in a quote unquote veteran yeah. into the locker room to, or on the team to, you know, change it. Cause I think at that point, the flyers will be well-versed in playoffs or season and oh, yeah. dealing with all that, especially after everything they went through last year, I think they can just pretty much not have to rely on it. They can do it like the, lightning thing which they can bring in guys that can help depth wise here and there yeah, sure but i don't think they have to worry about that leadership kind of veteran type person anymore mm-hmm. i think this will be the last year and that justin braun contract will be the last one and yeah um for the record Bronner signed a two-year contract extension i believe it's only like 1.175 or something like that so i, I think it's like what is it like 3.4 mil at most? So it's like 1.7 per both years or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but um, I'll put it this way: Braun's salary basically got per year. Yeah. What was it? 1.8. Yep. Okay, so it's 3.6 total uh, for the two years, which really nice math, Jeffrey. Heat. Nice math. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, so that's already huge because Chuck Fletcher, the AAV is, uh, you know, 1.6 per year. So he already, or sorry, 1.8 per year. So he, he already cuts down $2 million on Braun's current con- contract. The, the, the only year, or his first year, I should say in Philly at, which was 3.8. So he's already saving himself $2 million per year on this mm-hmm. deal, which is a big, like, which is, uh, you know, helps quite a bit. And I think a good thing for the Flyers is with Niskanen retiring, there is a penalty there because there's that penalty for retiring. No, kids. there's no penalty. There's not going to no be a penalty, penalty for the Flyers, but for Niskanen himself, he won't get the money. I don't know. Really? Like he says it just says Niskanen suspended without pay. That's just how it lists it. But 
he retired. Hmm. It's just it's just that the, one, the only thing I can think of is if it's either suspended way, it's, without play or pay with it is like the uh, Justin Bufflin. Yeah, exactly. Situation where, where um, the Flyers can you know penalize Niskanen for not reporting to camp if he doesn't mm-hmm. like officially retire or anything. But I, I'm sure his mind's. Are, I'm pretty sure his I mind's already made up and it's already. With, uh, didn't Ryan Callahan have a same sort of well, thing? Well, no. Uh, I, you might be thinking of um, Roberto Luongo oh, with his yeah, contract. Luongo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because okay. Cal- Callahan, he, his career ended because of back uh, issues. and Right, but he still retired before he, his He's still retired, so still, I think. But uh, kind of like, you know, Pavel Datsyuk and Chris Pronger kind of situation, the, the Lightning just traded away his contract to another team, and right. they just ate the cap. So, But um, for Neskinen's sake, that, that won't affect the Flyers' cap at all. So no, correct. So that $5 million dollars so. or so is – Cutting, you know, getting cut off the Flyers books, which is really nice right now. Obviously, it sucks losing a great player like mm-hmm. Niskanen, but what are you going to do? I will say the good um, thing is, and yeah. I will knock on wood here, but I have yet to see the Flyers or hear anything on the Flyers and Nate Thompson talking. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Um, I'm really okay with that. There are, we'll so see, uh, there has been the, um, Let's see here. Well, uh, again, we'll, we'll get a more Flyers talk later. Mm-hmm. Um, deal with, like, the, the podcast. But, because, uh, again, there's just so much to talk mm-hmm. about right now. Um, the last thing I will say about the Niskanen situation with the retirement and everything. Actually, you know what? Um, You'll forget if you don't say it now. Well, I have it up right here. I want to bring it up, but I know because it's us, we'll start talking flyers. So okay, yeah, just leave it. <laughs> I think I'll, the, I'll leave it for now. I think the big thing we can kind of talk about now is there have been a couple trades here and there. Trades galore um, so far. Um, has it been any two? I thought there would be a little more like bigger trades. Yeah, no. Th- there's been a couple trades that. I expected some players to be traded. They're interesting deals. Others, not so much. Um, yeah, uh, there's a couple ones that I, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then there's others. Yeah, like, no, oh, I, I can kind of care less. I can kind of care less yeah. about this. There, there's like, definitely a lot of trades that you're like, all right, cool, big whoop. Um, yeah. The first one, so we talked about a lot, uh, or one last trade we talked about was Mark Stoll on the second to Detroit for yes. future considerations to the Rangers. The next one I want to talk about is Ryan Donato going to the San Jose Sharks for... And we're not going to talk about every trade that's taken place since then. Just Right. Because. We're going to talk about the main ones that we want yeah. to discuss. Since mm-hmm. Ryan Donato to San Jose, two minutes uh, and in exchange for 2021 third-round pick going back to Minnesota. This one is interesting to me because Ryan Donato is the depth guy to me, but I'm, I don't like him as a player. I don't hate him as a player. Got it. I don't. I don't know why he, he he's just not a player I would personally go after. That that's just me. I wouldn't spend a third round pick on him, but that's just me. I don't. I don't know how you feel about Ryan Donato, but I, I'm just not the biggest fan of him for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because he used to be on the Bruins. I don't know. That's probably that. Um, I will say he hasn't. Real, he's definitely a depth guy. Yeah, um, he hasn't yes. done a whole lot. He is only our age. He's only twenty four. Um, oh my god! I'm I'm older than him, so you're you're younger. Wait, when's his birthday? <laughs> April 9th. Damn it! 
He's got me by 16 days. Yeah. Um, when he went over to Minnesota, his he put up a little better numbers. Um, but yeah, he's a depth guy. I think he still has some room to improve here and there, possibly. But yeah, it's just one of those things that doesn't do much for me. The only thing yeah. is that I don't know if he's really worth a third round pick. But... Well, right, that's my point. I don't think he's worth third round pick. Uh, this next for, one, though, also for Minnesota's sake. I think that's just another contract you don't for them. They don't have to worry about a lot of this offseason. We've talked about it many times. I mean, uh, he was only 1.9 mil. Though. Oh, no, I'm just saying not just that because oh, the contracts Minnesota brought in and some of the trades they made. I think it, that was just one of like, we don't really need Brian yeah. Donato at this point. Um, yeah, no, I gotcha. Um, no salary retained, it looks like. Uh, but the Sharks in the wild, they keep making trades, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wild, wild acquired a 2022. The wild have really been uh, active. Round. Yeah, no, they have been. It, it, it's very interesting. They acquired a 2022 fifth round pick from San Jose again in exchange for a 2022 seventh round pick. And Devin Dubnik, this one was a, a very interesting trade. And also, Minnesota retained half his salary, so it is they, ha- they kind of have um, to. Yes, it's 2.166 mil for both sides um, to for salary and everything for um, a little bit longer. Uh, so it looks like for right now, until San Jose might try to make a move, it's Devin Dubnik and uh, Martin Jones in net for the San Jose Sharks. And Arendelle, if they go that route. But Arendelle, he's, he's probably going to go for agency. Probably, but I, I don't think this. Devin Dubnik. He is 35, 34 this season. He'll probably turn 35. Devin Dubnik, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. I didn't realize Dell's that. 31. Dubnik, Martin that Jones is 30, who's signed until 2024, 2025. Yeah. So I'm assuming Dubnik would just become a backup or a, maybe a competition to see who ends up getting this. I'm not going to lie. I think Dubnik um, could do pretty well with San Jose. I think he'll get the starting role because Martin Jones has really struggled lately. Yeah, he's. He's an okay goalie. He's always been hit and miss, especially in the playoffs. Um, but I will say this too. Um, outside of the last really yeah, the last couple years, uh Dubnik still played pretty well as he's entered his mid thirties. Um playoff wives, not so much, but it does make me wonder if Santa's that I'm assuming Santa State still has that thought of we still kind of want to go for it versus you know. Um, doing a rebuild, which obviously we'll talk about more when we talk about San Jose and our deep dives, which this podcast we not, which we haven't talked about yet. We're not doing one today just because there's too much to talk about. Yes. Uh, but I assume just because they still have Eric Carlson and Brent Burns for a while, um, they just feel like they're still, and they were only a year ago. It feels like 10 years ago, but it's only been a year since they were in the playoffs. So yeah. they probably still, and the, again, the West isn't that great. So it's really not that out of the run and now maybe they think this Dubnik and Jones duo could be a similar thing that in the playoffs and down the road even though it didn't really happen in season because the play halted maybe they see what Vegas did with uh Flurry Flurry and, and Leonard Leonard or kind they, of like Halak and Rask in a way yeah, even though yeah, I know yeah. Rask opted out I'd or say if I'm gonna say to do it's probably more like Volamov and uh Grice that Grice. Type okay. of thing versus as well as success i could see it yeah. being versus the others um all right so what, let's move on to the next trade uh i don't have much more to say about that trade um this one 
it surprised me, but at the same time, it didn't. It, it was a, it was an interesting trade. Is Max Domi who gets traded for the second time in what three years, uh, at least maybe four at most. Uh, he, him, and a 2020 third round pick from Montreal goes to Columbus in exchange for Josh Anderson. Anderson was actually uh, third on the uh, the trade bait board for TSM. This is updated two days ago, by the way. So he really skyrocketed up the list. They can take him off as he got traded, just like uh, he was in the top five. So they predicted it would be his third team when he f- officially steps foot on on the ice for the Columbus Blue Jackets. It would be Max Domi's third team. And how- and- it would be his sixth year and his third team. He spent three that, years. Uh, so here, here's here's he why spent, I wanted to bring it up. It, it's there's no denying that Max Domi has talent. He can score. He can hit. He can you know fight kind of like his dad. But it's a little worrisome that he's this is now his third team in only six years. He's only twenty five. Yeah, and again, he's only twenty five. I, I I get it. You know, players struggle here and there. Then I will say boost, this too. I think. Um, obviously Arizona, I think just did move Domi just because I don't know they're Arizona, it's Arizona kind of thing. Yeah. Just because they wanted the prospects, the pieces that they would get for a young player like Domi at that time when they made the trade. And I think a system like Columbus could actually benefit him more because it's so defensive oriented. Yeah, and Montreal tried that a bit, but weren't the best at it. They had speed, and they're maybe getting there, but it's not quite there yet. Columbus is there, and I think he might fit uh, John Torello's system pretty well. So I think he actually will do pretty well yeah. in uh, Columbus. Also, for even though he never really produced in the playoffs. He only put up three assists. He does. Yeah, I will say this though: there was and for uh, Columbus's yeah, sake, guy. they don't have much offense. So he he'll this, he'll do the gritty stuff here and there. He is uh, probably mid si- middle six at this point, um, but he'll still give you some points here and there. Which yeah, uh, something do. very interesting I want to note: it was Richard uh, Lebay. He's a journalist. Uh, he's a, a French journalist here. He Ooh, tweeted French. out. <laughs> he tweeted out uh, the morning of the trade yesterday. Um, Max Domi owns a relationship with Claude Julian. Domi said, "Quote: I'd rather not get into that." So clearly, Max Domi and Claude Julian did not see eye to eye at all. Hence the uh, very little minutes that Domi received and um you he know was playing on the I, four, in the playoffs he's playing on the fourth line exactly so clearly uh and that was a good af- relationship maybe it was the coaching staff too because after obviously claude julian left because of health reasons he was still playing that deep in their lineup he wasn't top six yeah i think that, that's very in true and the, later in the series i think he may have been bumped up more but he still wasn't playing in the top six if i'm not mistaken right um but I think he'll have better success here. I don't know. If, I doubt he's going to play with. I guess he's a center, um, but I doubt I'm he'll play with. I'm curious to see how. I doubt he'll uh, play with Pierre Luc Dubois, but Forts. I think he'll get along pretty well. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and um, also, they Jeremy also have to. This hasn't happened. Extension, by the way. He did. Uh, two years, five point three average annual. But let's not forget this too, for Columbus's sake. 
uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who I just mentioned, is an RFA. So Yes. Uh, I believe Columbus offered um, – let I'm, me double I'm check sure here. They offered him uh, whatever it's called. Qualifying, qualifying offer. offer. Uh, I, I, I know they um, – I know they definitely offered him one. There was a huge list of arts. Well, not huge, but Jeffrey, fun question time. Uh, and we'll fun answer time, once, depending on what the fun question is. We'll figure this out once the contracts actually, uh, come out. But who do you think gets more, Pierre Luc Dubois or Mark Bez- Matt Barzell? They're both RFAs this offseason. I like this question. I like this question. So they're both, they're both worthy at this point of getting good. They are money. very worthy of. Uh, I'm talking like a five year deal at least, maybe I'm even saying, six. I I'll only say this. I think for me, Marcel probably deserves more, but I don't know if the Islanders are going to be able to afford it because you know. See, see, we're on the same page. I was shocked that even the Islanders tweeted out, "Oh, we offered Matt Marcel a qualifying offer." I mean, obviously they have to say that, but. Let's be honest here. Lou Lamorello, uh, I don't know how like bo- you're yeah. a GM in the NHL. You are a dinosaur. He won. You need to get he, out of the league. I don't, I don't, I don't know logic anymore in NHL. He won the GM of the year. So yeah, I, I no, that to me is absolute bullshit. I got nothing. There's no way. He it's only deserves- because it's only because similar to when a coach, when it's the surprise team that made it to the playoffs. And the only problem with it is it's done after the first round. And because they beat the Flyers or whatever, that's because he. Yeah, but what about Jim Neal, the uh, GM for the Stars, who acquired a couple key players to help well, them get to the cup final, which, if three I'm not of mistaken, the four, is another round GMs. further than the conference yeah. final, sir. Three of the four, or you could say, uh, what's his, Beer Boys and uh, Briz Boys and uh, Tampa Bay, they won the cup. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But all yeah. three guys were that late in the playoffs. So obviously it's three stupid. of the four guys were going to be. Um, really quickly here with Columbus, they receive – or sorry, they uh, – re- let's hear. Um, they've announced the RFAs that will receive qualified uh, offers are Josh Anderson. Obviously, he got traded, so no dice. Gabriel Carlson, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Vlaslav Gavrikov, Matisse uh, Kvalinics, Ryan McKinnis, Kevin Senlin, and Calvin Turkoff. However, this means Devin Shore, Maxime Fortier, Justin Scott, Paul Bittner, Michael Propovesis, and Ryan Collins did not make them making them did not making them UFAs. Um yeah, so those are Did you say my name was in there? I I did. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. I haven't gotten anything, but we'll see. Oh well, that sucks. You, you yeah. should take it up with the with the uh Yarmo, so I should. <laughs> All right. And the so, same thing. I, I will say this. I made the same joke with Colorado the other day with Jeff over text. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but this is the next trade. Just to move along here. Yeah. Go for um, it. Which isn't really a surprise because I think everyone knew it was going to happen. I think it was more so surprised with the team that got him. But Matt and Murray also, honestly, I will say was kind dealt. of what they got back for him. Yeah, but Matt Murray still has to get signed, mind you. Yeah, so that could play a big role. So on T-Cent's trade big board, again, this is uh, updated at most by October 6th, two days ago. Matt Murray was traded, like Mike just mentioned, to the Ottawa Senators for his second-round pick and Jonathan Gruden. Um, 
the many the times Penguins I saw the many times draft Joel Wanquist. <laughs> the many times I saw someone post a John Gruden coach of the yeah. Vegas, yeah, uh, I, Vegas I uh, like, like Raiders. My friends in, in the hockey group chat are like, John Gruden got traded? Oh, man, look at that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But um, All right, so let, let's I talk will, about this. I still think it, it could also be this, too. Maybe Ottawa flips him for something else, too. Ooh. Now, that would be pretty cool. I, it's, um, I, I, don't, I doubt it would happen, but just because their starter, I think, at the moment is what – or was uh, Freddie – yeah, Craig Anderson. Craig yeah, Anderson, but not so Freddie Anderson. now it's it's um, going to be Matt Murray for now, unless they like you said flip him, which is certainly possible. Actually, no, uh, I forgot about Marcus Hogberg. He's only twenty five. I think he played majority of the games for them this year. Really? Ah. Uh, he played in twenty four games. Wow, that shocks 3. me. Point one two goals against nine oh four save percentage. Um. Oh my gosh. Anders yeah, so it was definitely an interesting trade. Uh, again, just where um, I I wasn't surprised, especially after um, Tristan Jari got a contract extension with the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to bring it up real quickly here. I'm curious what they do. Uh, Jari got a Otto- three-year deal, uh, salary cap hit at 3.5 mil. Who? Jari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also, it was the same thing with uh, Anderson. They gave him a qualifying offer, but obviously they traded him away. So, yeah. So, here's to see what kind of deal. Just because we're talking about uh, Ottawa, I saw this, uh, I think, earlier earlier today or yesterday that Anthony DeClaire, I guess, negotiations there haven't gone his way or whatever, and he's going to represent himself. Yeah. So, I think it it sounds like he's he is already going to go to free agency, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it is pretty interesting though. It does. I, the only reason why I found this interesting and not that they couldn't give him a good con or a big, you know, payday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And not that re- realistically, he doesn't not deserve it. He's got two cups, nobody else available except for, Oh, you're talking about Murray, right? Murray. Yeah. Except for Flurry, okay. who is still under contract, but if he gets traded, the only guy that's got two cups goaltender wise, yeah. that's available. So because of that, that's going to want him on bargaining wise say, Hey, I've won two cups. I know I've struggled yeah. in a couple of years, but maybe new home, new location. I can turn around. I still think you could have that potential. He's only 25. Mind you. So yeah. he's still, no, I'm sorry. He's 26. Sorry. Marcus Hogberg was 25. Uh, so he's still relatively young in terms of where you're going to get. So it's not out of the realm, uh, out of the realm of possibility for him to turn his career around. I mean, yeah. For the longest time, for Flyers fans at least, they always made the joke about Flurry not being great. But he, he got his job taken over by Murray, and Flurry found a new, found his uh, yeah, second home, wind home in, in Vegas. Uh, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And now he might have to find a third home, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> he might. Um, actually, real quick about Flurry, the Golden Knights did not place Flurry on waivers this morning for purposes of buyout. Today was the deadline for Vegas to buy him out. From everything Jesse Granger of the Athletic has heard, that was always highly unlikely. And this morning, obviously, just solidifies that. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I do. So, I, yeah. I think that is the right move because, yeah, one, 
even if you don't get a deal for him, I know he's making a that's what number one to bring seven up mil. Is, he's making seven mil, which is a good amount. And if Vegas Pretty. is one of those teams and they don't really have any cap, so if they want to get rid of that contract just to get some money back or whatever, the better way is probably to get trade him to trade him away. But obviously, the draft yeah. just passed, so maybe try to get a whatever he's going to get. But even if you don't, you'll still have a great goaltending duo that I don't know who else can really, that I can name off the top of my head that's better between Leonard and Flurry at this point. So Yeah, you really can't. So I want to just let him go for nothing and just buy him out and then have to worry about paying his salary yeah. for the next two years or whatever, even though it doesn't go go against your cap or whatever for this year at least. Yeah. Um, I think that was the right move. That was the right move for me, especially since Flurry literally brought them to the Stanley Cup the first year. Yeah, um, seriously. He, he stood on his head. It was crazy. I will say this, though. Uh, sticking with goalies, and I think we can – actually, no, let's go to the trades first, and then we finish our trades, then yeah. we can talk about goalies. This is another one. Um, we talked – the next big yeah. one uh, that I think we both want to talk about. I think it's the last one. I know you want to talk about one other one, but um, um, the L.A. and New York one. I mean – I was talking it, about. Marcel we don't really Dara. have to bring it up. It's just interesting to me, but it's not that big. Yeah. It was Elias Anderson to LA for a second round pick. The only reason I wanted to bring that up real quick was just because, you know, for Anderson, he was a former seventh overall pick, and that's pretty high. And he didn't get much playing time in New York. I don't know if if he gave up on the organization, they gave up on him, kind of thing. That's my guess, but he he will have a new home in LA, so I think he'll we'll do see. just fine yeah. there. The bigger uh, one, I I do want to talk, we do want to talk about. I think it's the last trade we will talk about. Yeah. It's again with the Minnesota Wild, who again have been very, very active. Um, but this one was uh, Nick Benino, a 2020 second round pick and a 2020 fourth round pick for Luke Kunin and a 2020 third round pick. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, this one shocked me. This one shocked me, but for a return on Kunin, that's probably what I would have had to give up to get Kunin. Uh, for the Predators' sake, that's great. Hopefully Kunin can... I think he's stalled a bit. I still am a kind of high on Kunin to like him. Yeah. But we'll see if playing in Smashville now uh, will change things around and see how that goes. And for the Wild's sake, this is another guy. Nick Benino, you add also from this, just this offseason alone, Marcus Johansson from Buffalo after dealing Jordan Stahl and also Nick Butestad that he traded for a conditional seventh round pick to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So they've been very active. None of these guys, I think, put them like, oh, this is a team that I could see going far. These guys are, are they're seemingly wanting to do get as much depth guys, and I don't think they're going to care as much for top end scoring. Obviously, we mentioned this and we'll talk about it more. Doesn't really, I don't have to bring him up every time we talk about the wild. We could talk about him when he, we uh, actually talk about the wild, but it's yeah. very strange. And I think just cause they had a little taste, even though it's expanded playoffs and maybe they would have gotten in if the season would have gone on. Uh, but they did get that taste of the playoffs. They lost, but they didn't actually get in, but they had that little taste. It was a play in. So maybe they're like, okay, let's try to go for it. It's again, not a strong West. I can easily right. see the four teams that were the top four teams in the West being exact same four teams, maybe different, differently 
place, but those same four teams being the top four and in uh, the West. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. So look at Minnesota's cap friendly real quickly. This year, they're basically set two of their uh, three players. They still need to resign are already announced of going to free agency. Miku Koivu and Alex Galchenyuk. The other is Jordan Greenway, who I can't really remember if they gave him a contract or not yet. I want to say they did, but don't, you know, uh, don't hold me to that. Well, that's also um, talk, there's also this point for them too, because the doubt David Dubnik away, they do have to find a goalie. There is a good, decent goaltending market. So maybe they want to be one of those teams. There's also, I think they will if be. You look um, at, uh, TSN trade baits board. Um, if you, uh, damn it. Did I really get out of that? that yeah. Taking a, look, a real quick look at. I was um, going to say, I think Matt Dumbo's on there. At least he was. Yeah, he's at eight. Yeah, he's no, Dumba, bit, Dumba is on there. Yeah, so if you want to. Throw uh, him he out dropped there, down to eighth. Yeah, he's eighth, but he's still in the top 10 of potential guys yeah. set. Um, so I'll put it this way, though, really quickly regarding uh, Minnesota. So Mika Koivu is making 5.5 mil, Alex Gachenia 4.9 mil. That is 10.4 mil between the two of those players. And I think they're going to use it to try to get a goalie. Oh, they if are going to use that to get a goalie big time. There are a lot of good goalies. Um, we can pretty much get to go that out, right now. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I say Hopi goes to Minnesota. That would be really cool to see. I'm not going to lie. Because, uh, I mean, it makes sense. They have the money to do it now because they dumped two large salaries. And they're not, um, they're, they already said we're not bringing you guys back because they would take that salary weight that you would have to get for uh, bringing these guys. Exactly. These guys. I will say this, however, um, next year is going to be a very large year for contracts for the Minnesota Wild. They have a lot of um, guys, roster players on their team. They have Mark Johansson. 4.5 mil, Nick Benito, 4.1 mil now. Kevin Fiala is an RFA at 3 mil. They have uh, Mark Salino, 2.8 mil, Nick Bukestad, 2 mil. Uh, they have 2.25 mil, Greg uh, Patteron. They have a lot of these guys who are eating up a good amount of money where, um, you know, it, it's, you know, I know that's next year, but right now they they, they have the room, I think, to sign Braden Holby. That would be a very interesting team for him to go to yeah. and we'll talk um, about more of those contracts when we actually break down the wild as well so yeah no for sure um but for some i something. don't i just had that thought i was like oh i wonder if he actually goes there to minnesota just because there's a good amount yeah. of goalies out there and that's where we can officially transition out of minnesota and actually yep. maybe you'll still talk about minnesota a bit uh but there so is the goalie good, market is unbelievable a good amount of goal or goaltending. Um, All right. Days. So here are the UFA um, goalies alone. Ready for this? You have Brandon Holby, Corey Crawford, Jacob Markstrom. Uh, it looks like Mike Smith, Craig Anderson, Aaron Dell, Tomas Grace, Henrik Lundqvist, Anton Hudobin, uh, jo- uh, Jimmy Howard, Cam Talbot. Uh, looks like Ryan Miller, Louis Domingue, Michael Hutchinson, Corey Schneider, who got bought out today, and Keith Kincaid. Uh, by I the way, real quickly I think about Schneider, I, I'll say this real quick about Schneider. Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah, he, he's got to be done. Unfortunately, I think because you saw him doing um, 
at least in the in the play-ins, he was doing a lot of intermission no, he, for NBC Sports. Uh, yeah, he, he's got to be done. I see him. I think he's done. Yeah. Um, two interesting – two things I really want to mention right now. Uh, the one we can wait until after we talk about the free agent market for the goalies. The first one, Anton Hudobin from Sean Shapiro of The Athletic, uh, who covers the Stars. He noted that Anton Hudobin had surgery yesterday on his arm. He had numbness in his hands, nerve – uh, was moved around in his arm and everything should be fine. So that's really good news there. Um, the other guy. thing I will mention, I'm going to wait until we're all done talking about the goalie situation and the um, for the UFAs. I'll say this, though, for the goalie markets, there's a few that I'd say are still starter caliber, but there, the other goalies that are on here are good, decent backup options for teams. So yeah. there are a number of teams that need goaltending. One of them, obviously Hendrik Lundqvist, who got bought out by the New York Rangers. Uh, it's, the last I saw was uh, Carolina being interested and uh, having him as kind of a backup potential thing. But I can still see like Hank at 38, still potential at being not. I, I will not say the this. He- the head starting, right. you know, what he was starting before in his prime. But I can still see him being starter caliber. Um, I don't blame him at all for why the Rangers didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Or no, he, he, if uh, anything, he kept them alive. Yeah. I know a lot of Even though it was a sweep, he kept them alive yeah. every game. Um, uh, I know he didn't play every game, but he, he you know, did his best. And that's where I think uh, really a team like Carolina Lundquist, actually might benefit him. Uh, more the Caps just are apparently the front runners to sign Lundquist. Oh, it was the Capitals that was. Uh, yeah, Carolina too, but so I, um, I I mean it could be Carolina interested for sure. I don't know. The only reason why I bring but, it, and maybe yeah. just me talking about this too, and must because I can see him just staying in the metro just to yeah. piss off the Rangers a bit. Um, That'd be funny. Uh, just just that's just what people do when they leave the Rangers. Yeah. Historically, that's what they do is just to piss them off, is just to stay in there. But I think a, playing in Washington or Carolina kind of benefits more because it can be more of a tandem versus. Just straight on, you're the head person going for right. it. Um, because, and I'm assuming Washington Simpsonoff is going to take the reign since they're not going to bring Colby back. And then if you bring uh, Lundqvist back to that, he can be a good mentor to him. As Brian. I think that's an excellent plan. I really then, think, if you, if you really think Ilya Simpsonoff is the go-to guy, which I, I think, think he, he will be, you need a good, good veteran like Preferably Henrik Lundqvist if you're the Washington Washington Capitals. I could possibly second, see that Corey Crawford. I thought you were about to say the Washington hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be funny. I could possibly see Corey Crawford going to Washington because, again, that veteran role of being a backup. Yeah. And, again, I think is, he's another one just because he's older. I think he is more starter caliber than Hank is. I think he can get away with actually being the starter himself. Um, yes and he's no. Only 34. He's only really 34, so I can still see it. I mean, he's 35, well, I will sorry. say the only reason I'm saying no is because Crawford has had a lot of concussion issues lately, the last couple of years, and he's True. been on and off the IR and everything, so it's going to be tough for him. Um, I, I hope his health is okay. He's a solid goalie. And, the, um, and for yeah. Carolina's sake, uh, so Razik is an okay goalie. He can I have will say moments this. of being the one good thing that shocked me, not very and that I wasn't expecting, but it made sense. The Nashville Predators in the first round of the NHL draft with the 11th overall pick took Askarov, and I thought he was going to fall to 13 for the Carolina Hurricanes. 
excuse me, to uh, pick him up. That did not happen. Nashville grabbed him at 11. What a great plan. They're going to have Pecorini still for a little bit longer, and hopefully he can do some sort of mentoring for Askarov. I don't know how long it'll take for him to get there to the NHL, but... It's going to be... I. I don't think he's going to be in Nashville much longer. Pecorino, I think it's going oh, to be Oh, no, he Saros definitely won't be. I, and... I just don't know if – well, I'm just saying for Nashville's part, it was extremely smart to draft Askarov right. at 11. Where Again, I I wasn't even thinking about that because I couldn't really picture what their biggest needs were. But it really is goaltending because who else do you have? I mean, Soros isn't bad, but he's just not great. No. Um, so but really, Askarov is the same argument goalie. for Pecorine. He's always been good to. He's never gone to that extra level he had to when it mattered the, most. The I last couple of years, he hasn't been doing it, but overall, his career has been such a phenomenal one. Right. But those uh, are two right. guys, I think. Yeah. Hank, especially, is one of those guys that I think would benefit from a. Uh, tandem versus going straight for it as i already mentioned um and i will say this he is the best goalie that has not won the cup uh hopey obviously yes. has a cup and crawford has two uh here's the other goal he also has two cups sorry not just uh matt murray yeah but murray's younger so this is true uh but, but the problem is, is damn Anderson gets a seven-year deal with the Montreal Canadiens AAV 5.5 mil. Holy smokes. Wow, that's a lot. What are you doing? What are you doing, Montreal? Smokes. I I, I was already questioning some of your other moves. Uh, I don't get this. Holy smokes, man. I know you had money, but he is not worth Seven years for Josh Anderson? Yeah. Yeesh. 5.5 mil average annual. $35.5 million deal. Jeez. That's, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. But I will say this. Can you play the... The thing that everyone's going to say whenever you have these new contracts come in, I know the, there was a lot of people that went on the Flyers last year with Kevin Hayes because they thought they may have overpaid for Kevin Hayes, and that's a lot we see in these uh, during the offseason free agency and these signings is guys getting more than they probably deserve. But it's just, mm-hmm. are you able enough to play uh, play well enough to earn that contract that you just signed? Right. So far, sometimes it works. I think Kevin Hayes in the first year with the Flyers, great. It worked out very well. Or you can be the opposite in Sergei Poprovsky where he signed, he got 10 mil a year, I think, and he's there for a while. Who, Bob? Yeah, Poprovsky, and he didn't play particularly. He he got seven years. um, I forget the AV. It was a pretty high I think it was 10 mil. Per year, that's what I was saying. Oh, oh I got you. Uh, I, I wasn't saying ten years. Right. I was saying you know, 10 th- th- that's how I was like. Yeah, it was wait, ten what? millions for seven years. Um, that average annual that is, uh, and he in that first year didn't really play up to it. It's and yeah, people, it's just gonna happen. It just, are you able enough to then come up with that 
contract yeah. to then play with. It's a say it's almost similar to when you take a guy like the in the first round, the first like 15 or so picks. You have yeah. higher expectations, especially first round. You have already high expectations, but when you're in like the first like 15, I'll say just you for have pretty sake. large expectations. Yes, yeah. but that that's similar to what I'm saying for when you sign these contracts. Is yeah. if you can actually play up to them, especially when you or if you want to go even worse, um, you can be a Berzgalov. You can get one of those contracts at Nick P- Di Pietro. Uh, a lot of goalies in these ones, but yeah, that but, you um, can be. But it 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 works either way. There's flip. There's a flip side to this. I think Carlson. I know his first couple of years hasn't really turned planned out too too much for the Sharks, but I still think he's worth the contract he signed yeah. with the Sharks. No, I think so. I think he's he's getting a good idea well then again like it was kind of tough because he went from being with um Ottawa. uh peter DeBoer to and, and then i think they, they fired DeBoer and he's now in vegas so uh he had us to learn a whole new system and everything so after already having to learn a new system beforehand getting traded there yeah so that doesn't help um yeah. all right so where are we with okay so who do you think is yeah the best goalie available, potential goalies. If you want to put Flurry out there, the UFA. Uh, I'm going to put goalie out there. Uh, goalie out there. Well, I'm going to put uh, Flurry out there because, I mean, you got to be honest here. Vegas, that he is one year left there, and they just resigned Robin Leonard to that five year deal. And he's it's, another one where he's not a backup or need a tandem. He can still take the rein. Yeah. It sucks to say because, you know, he was always on the Penguins forever and the Flyers always, I, I said it earlier in the podcast, Flyers fans always joked about, oh, it's Flurry. He's going to let in a soft goal or something like that. Yeah. And he's still a solid goaltender. And no, it he hates me to say it. Really, it hates me to say he, 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 it. No, he really reamped his career with Vegas, I will yeah. say. He looked about done in uh, I don't, for like He his had one of the best goalie performances in a playoff series that first year. Yeah, for sure. It was a good portion of why um, they've made it so far. Really quick, quick question. So, I'm sorry. What was your question again about are the, you best, saying the, best... the best goalies available that teams could go so up to? So, the best goalies available. And then now to the flip side of that is what teams desperately kind of need a goalie All or right, should so look for one of these goalies. Minnesota if... needs a goalie bad. We talk about this. Braden Holpe is probably the best goalie out there. Um, free agency-wise, yes. Free agency-wise, thank you. Um, it wouldn't make sense for Minnesota to try to trade for Flurry unless literally Vegas ate half his salary. Just saying, it's a seven million dollar deal, uh, seven million dollar hit left for just the one year or even two years. I don't even know what it's one or two years. That's too expensive for Minnesota. Um, they're they're better off just signing goalie for agency. I know they have the money now, but. Unless Vegas retains salary, he's not. It's not worth it for them to go after Flurry. Um, the top goalies: Braden Holtby, Jacob Markstrom. This guy, Anton Hudobin, he really shined in the playoffs. He's phenomenal. It depends on the team he goes to, but does he still have starter potential? I know he's what like thirty-five. Yeah, it's pushing it a bit. Again, depends on the team, depends on your backup is, but 
it depends on your situation. You can, I, you can, I'll put this way. I like Hudobin. I think he's a solid goalie. Depends on what your needs are for the goaltending spot. I said this he too. He could be a starter, but he's more likely a backup. Out of all the goalies available, I think he will be the one that's overpaid. Yes. Because, again, like, look how great he did in the Stanley Cup final and just the playoffs in general, though. Um, he's going to get overpaid. Some team is going to be desperate for a goalie, and they're going to get so desperate, they're going to offer him a ridiculous amount of money. And uh, for Anton Hudobin, I mean, if you're a goalie and you get money, you're, are you going to say no? Of course not. So basically, it's it's going to be a team that comes down to whatever team gets the most desperate. I'll put it this way. So I'm predicting Braden Holpe will go to Minnesota Wild, but if he doesn't sign a deal with them, they're going to get desperate and they're going to sign Anton Hudobin for like a four-year deal maybe at most. But like it's going to be like a five, six million dollar cap hit per year kind of deal. Right. Where it's just going to be too much money. I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot right now, but I mean, I kind of think it is for someone especially like Hudobin. So just where he is at in his career. Um, so the, the will, top goal, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say this: the problem this this offseason is going to have is that with teams either strap cap wise or if they're on a budget or whatever reason it is, just because the year we're in, um, I think many of these contracts you will see. And maybe I'm wrong here because obviously we're doing this before the free agency actually takes place. But I'm. I don't know what these contracts are going to be up, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them are lower than maybe would have expected. Um, and for some of these goalies, like a Hopi or whatever, maybe he just sends, if it's Minnesota that's knocking on his door and it's just Minnesota, and he's like, eh, I don't know, but it's just Minnesota. He's like, okay, maybe one year, see how much I can get. And then maybe if I play well enough, because Hopi had a down year this past year, he does have a cup that does good for his resume for uh, demanding more, but. Uh, yeah, there's just that thought of maybe just one year, just see how it goes. Maybe if I turn the season around, maybe my stock goes up a little more, and maybe mm-hmm. it can make more when everything kind of gets back to normal. Maybe a year right. or two, and then see what I get then. Uh, also, because the cap didn't go up that much. Either. Yeah, a lot of teams. Yeah, which shows how Edmonton, another team I almost forgot, is another team that should probably look toward, even though they don't really have much money. So, yeah, it's going to be it's tough. Be I tough, see but they gotta... Edmonton going after someone like Jacob Marks, and he just kind of screams out to me as their kind of guy. That's I don't true. know if they can afford him, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to do what they can to sign him. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's You just saw in the playoffs or playing against the Blackhawks. They had Mike Smith going. I mean, the Edmonton has a lot of problems that they have to fill anyways outside of. Yeah. Know, it was uh, just. Yeah. Settle and uh, McDavid trying to do everything for the team. Yeah. By the way, apparently McDavid uh, has tested positive for coronavirus. However, he, uh, he's mild symptoms and he's doing rather well for the most part. So best of luck with them too. still for speedy recovery. Look at the, because last year around this time, if you want to go all the way, if you can remember back then, I know it's a long time ago, people. It's a very long time ago. Uh, but remember at the end of that season, uh, McDavid had that like press conference. It was like, all right, you got to start change, doing something or you get me out of here. 
Jack Eichel did a similar thing, it seems, with the Sabres. We haven't brought he it did. up yet. And Bob McKenzie is the one that brought it up. And everyone just, there are some people that, like, ooh, he's on the market. Maybe they'll trade him, but it's more so. Buffalo's GM has, has tra- made it publicly say that they're not trading Jack Eichel. No, and not that Eichel wouldn't want to say either. He just, this is he started like, losing. I this get is it. The last year until he's like, okay. He's doing the same yeah. thing McDavid did last year, yeah. but with Buffalo. Like, if you don't do something here, I gotta. You, you might need to shake me out of here. Yeah, it, it, it's he, very tough. He is very underappreciated, and he, he definitely is. He's got the talent. It's remarkable. It's just because he plays for Buffalo, and at the beginning of the year, they're always on fire, and then they just fall off every year. Yeah, it, it's. And, I, I guarantee you, the same thing's gonna happen next year. Um. So let's quickly. That, just, um, yeah. I just yeah, let's thought, quickly so. keep moving through our, our topics here because we still got a pretty decent amount to talk about. I really want to get to this because uh, really quickly here. Actually, let's talk about the Bruins real quick because two uh, things on them. One, they're, according to Elliot Fried- Friedman, there had been rumblings that if he were to be traded, Tuka Rask would retire. He doesn't go that far with um, – the, an interview looks like he had with uh, the Boston Herald, uh, but he said his feelings are clear. He wants to remain a Boston Bruin. I mean, I get it. That's where you played most of your career. But if there's always the rumblings of you potentially getting traded and your fans are already on you because you left to go see your or your daughter, daughter yeah. that was in the hospital or whatever that I'm not going to lie. Was. If, if I, I mean, I don't know personally. I mean, I don't know how the Boston Bruins management no, is treating Tukarask. Just because the fans a- are a complete crapshoot right now, they they don't even deserve to have Rask as their goalie. He's a Vesna winning goalie, and some of their uh, playing out of his mind. You give him crap for you know visiting, you know trying to take care of his family. You guys are gutless. some of their beat writers too in Boston. Uh, yeah, no, the beat guys, writers. Yeah. Everyone's gutless for saying that crap. So honestly, if I'm Tuka. I get it. Your heart belongs to Boston and everything. And maybe dude, it's just the locker room because that out locker room has good. a good portion of that locker room has been around for a while. And maybe he just likes that feel. He likes being around Bergeron and Chara and all them. And that's yeah. why he doesn't want to leave. So I get that in that sense. And maybe it's just the locker yeah. room that he likes. But the outside, it seems like they're kind of that. Everything's like, crumbling. I thought in. you were wrong in that potential of him getting traded a couple podcasts ago. You said you could potentially see him getting dealt just because. You know, he felt the team didn't really feel that one. It's like I, I had a, I had a tough time believing that because yeah. one, you're not gonna find a goalie as good as Tuca is, or even better than Tuca is, because Tuca is one of the three best goalies in the league. You're not gonna be able to replace him. You and, can't. I'll put it this way: no, if the Boston Bruins trade Tuca Rask, it's a dumb decision. It's like every that, other big. It's every other way, literally. It's, they are not making but, the playoffs next year. That's how but, confident I am. If they get rid of Tugrask, they are not making playoffs this upcoming year. And that will be the beginning of the end for the Boston Bruins. They will then ha- basically go into a rebuild because I'll, I'll get to you. Uh, actually, you know, I have a, another point I want to make, but I'll wait for it because I know you had your hand up. And we you should know what's coming. We the hand up. You, should, you know it's coming. So remember when you're breaking down the Bruins and we're talking about all the trades they made, it would just be a Bruins. It would just be the Bruins. If they it, did that. Exactly. It. It's, it's getting rid of a great player, a Dougie Hamilton, a Tyler Sagan, 
a Tuka Rask. So, uh, really so quickly Joe here. <laughs> I forgot about Jumbo Joe. Um, really quickly here. Mike Wheeler. David, oh my God, yeah. David uh, Pagnata from the fourth period tweeted out, assuming Tory Krug is still on track to hit the UFA market tomorrow at noon, he's anticipating the Detroit Red Wings are making a strong case to sign him once the door is open. Obviously, they'll have plenty of company. That's a big name that'll be out there. Tory Krug. What would you think of the Flyers just calling to see what he would want? Not potentially going after a contract, but just because two or uh, what's his face? Niskanen just retired up in hey, the air. Hey, depending on what he wants, I'm all for it. I've always uh, loved outside Gold of Petrangelo. I think the only he's reason the reason I've hated Tory Krug is, is because he plays for the Boston Bruins. Yeah, you want to say the same thing about him? to get hey. underneath your skin, but literally. He, I, I believe his rookie year was the 2013 season when he went to the Cup Finals with Boston. He played a huge role for that team. He has a can of a shot. He's for, for uh, sorry, ferocious. Can't talk today, but he is an incredible player. I would go after Tory Krug if I was not only the Philadelphia Flyers but any team in the NHL. He's probably the second best defenseman right. available in this market. You're right. 2013-14, he played. Bang. He played Wait, in no, 2012 and 2011. 2013-14. He played in the playoffs. Because... He played in the playoffs in 2012-2013. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah. He only played one game in 2012-2013. He put up an assist. And I'm in pretty sure game. he had a goal. Yeah, in, in the playoffs, he had six points. Um, yeah. But I will say this: he could be that, just for the Flyers' sake. Maybe uh, I some... think he's worth taking a look. I, I agree. I, I I would uh see what his offer is and maybe see if you can pair him with uh, I was gonna say pro rope, but they're both lefty men. So yeah, I was gonna say I was just looking issue. out I can remember if he's a lefty or righty. Honestly, I wouldn't care. If you want to have two left demon on your top pair, so be it. Yeah, but they seem to want the lefty, righty. But th- that's what I, I always like a lefty righty on every pair. But hey, if I if I Tory Krug on my team, say screw it, put in Proby and Krug on the same defensive pair. Yeah, why not? Or I don't care. Yeah, so the Flyers, I'm that's the one see... thing the Flyers are kind of hurting on is they don't have a lot of right demon because we're at the yeah. moment. So that's their the only, only right issue. demon is that's Justin also Braun. That's the reason why we brought back Justin Braun. So is and um, Phil, uh, Philippe Myers. Phil Myers. Um. So yeah, I will Matt say Niskanen this was though. the other right D too, but you know. Um. And we did make the joke, and not that I don't think the Flyers will call, but. Alex Petrangelo is the best defensive defense uh, man that's going to be out there on the market. Also, why well, I said Tory Krug was the second best defenseman on the market. Yes. Um, he is a year older than uh, Tory Krug at 30. Tory Krug's 29. Uh, Dude, he I is swear, a right defenseman. I could have sworn Tory Krug was only like 26, but never mind. Yeah. Never uh, mind. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> He, I mean, he kind of would fit what the Flyers would need, right? Defenseman, he, he literally he would fit their style perfectly. I don't care that he's a small player, he plays like he's the size of Zidane Chara in a way. Like, he, he plays his heart out, man. Alex Petrangelo, no, I'm talking about um, Tori Krug. Oh, I was talking about Alex Petrangelo. Sorry, sorry, I was gonna say Alex Petrangelo is 6'3, sir. Yeah, no, I know uh, freaking Petrangelo has size to him, yeah. But I was just I was kind of transitioning a bit over to Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, my bad. Sticking to free agency, but kind of moving on from goalies. But yeah. he is the best 
all around, yes. I'd say, free agent that's out there. Oh, um, there is one free agent out there that could be uh, that could that is a UFA that can be signed for a very reasonable price. He's only twenty five, and he's right-handed defenseman, Madison Bowie. Yeah, this you kid can about play. Him. I want the Flyers to go after Bowie. If they can't get either Krug or Petrangelo, I doubt it. You never know. I've seen crazier things happen. They need to go after Madison Bowie. By the way, honestly, I'm just thinking about it now. I mean, I don't have much time to write it, but that's what my next article is going to be about, how they should sign Madison Bowie. Just saying. He's a good player. He, he uh, started with uh, Washington, got traded to Detroit. He is a good player. His stats don't really speak right now. He only had 17 points this past year, 53 games with Detroit. But he, he can play. So that's my two cents on Madison Bowie. I will say this, too. If you do trade away Ghost, you could maybe fit that in. I don't know. but So we'll see. Um, yeah. I'm not going to put money on that one. That's just my – that would just be my take on that one. As I, on I uh, for who? Madison Bowie going to the Flyers. Yeah. Um, just because yeah, the Flyers I, already have the Flyers already it. have a lot of young defensemen and they don't need another one. Right. My thing is though, we just need, you know, a right-handed defenseman. Right. So plus again, he's he won't cost you much. That's the other reason why I'm throwing it out there. He was literally making but one million dollars on the, the thing is right D men are so are wanted, so his phone is already gonna probably if not already. Or once it opens, I'm sure it is. Um, yeah. Also, it was announced Troy Stetcher. He's going to be a big get for free agency. Uh, free agency. He was announced that he's not going back to Vancouver. He's making 2.3 this past year. So also, you can't throw this out there too. The the market does kind of jump fall after Troy Krug and Petrangelo. It does. The next, I would say maybe third best option, maybe Tyson Berry. If I can, would throw bit no, you know what? No, I'm going TJ Brody. Yeah, TJ Brody is pretty good too. So it's Petro Krug, uh, Brody, Barry. He has the right to you. He's 30, yeah, so he's um, another option for the Flyers if they want to. But Chuck Fletcher, did uh, Eric Gustafson is out there, not the not the former Flyers. Eric Gustafson, uh, the one that was on Chicago and Calgary. Um, we already got Justin Braun. I don't need another one. No, I know. I'm just throwing out names for you know. Uh, defensemen who are yeah. likely to go pretty early. Um, there's Travis also, Nick is a there's Slater, also is a, Justin is Schultz. One. Justin Schultz is no longer a penguin. <sighs> I know. I, I I was hoping that they would keep him because yeah, it'd be such yeah. a you know penguin thing to do. But they didn't want that contract anymore for how poorly he was playing. Uh, yeah. But I will say this: there are a couple for the forward-wise. Looking at the current, when that all hits, I think Hoffman may potentially be the best forward option. If you're, I'm talking just if you want to score that type of option, I'd say he might be the best potential option. I don't know uh, how much it would cost you, but I agree he he would be a good get. Um, I think Grandland's he's worth good. paying more um, than Taylor Hall. Oh, Taylor Hall is Sorry, being... I forgot about Taylor Hall. Yeah, he is the best. Yeah, I, I he's mean, the best I option. Like he, and the thing that helps Hall too is that he has 
stated for the record that he would not mind playing or taking a cheap option. That's true. But does want to play for a uh, contender. So yeah, keep that out in mind. And also this yeah. too, we didn't talk about this when we talked about the Bruins, but another defenseman, Oliver Ekman Larson, and those trade movers, and that it seems. Uh, it's down teams, to Boston and Vancouver. Because those are the only two teams he would be willing to trade to. Which I think um, is kind of ridiculous. Why do, do you want to get to own those two teams? I get it. I get wanting to play for tr- Vancouver because Vancouver is actually kind yeah. of a But here's the other thing. I don't think he's going to go to Boston. And they can't afford him. No, and it also sounds like they're asking for too much for uh, Oh, yeah. For no, I, I think so. It sounds that's like That's another thing. So much. I don't know if that trade's going to happen, um, but that's another thing, too. Yeah. Out for so tomorrow. there's that. And for um, the next couple of days, if that actually does happen. Um, really quickly, hear about Alex Petrangelo. Um, he told the Athletic that him and the Blues have had contract talks. He said, "Yeah, we've had contract contact recently. There's been good discussions for both sides. So there's been discussions. But we'll see what gets presented tomorrow. So St. Louis isn't done yet. There is a chance they could resign him, but." The best we'll see what happens would be to stay for yeah. both sides would be for him to stay. But that's yeah. just me. Um, yeah, there's not more. Kyle Turris also got bought out. I don't know if he's. Yeah, I, I was going to mention real gonna, quick. Um, I, I just the, really going to get too much, but yeah, he's a guy. Um, he's someone. <laughs> he's a guy. But the one I, like I do it. want to bring up, and we can kind of transition over to the Flyers for the remaining the remainder of this podcast. Um, but Mikko Koivu, uh, yes. I think he could potentially be another name that maybe some guys are. Oh, also Simi Vatanen. He's another guy that's out there defensive wise. Vatanen's an interesting name. Mm-hmm. I think he's still a solid defenseman. I put him at four for top defensemen that are available. Um, but I think there's could be a good amount of teams that could be looking knocking on Koivu's door if he's not too expensive, which I don't think he's going to be, um, because he could bring a lot just depth wise to your team defensively. Um, I generally think he's going to end up being a flyer. Uh, just me, I kind of want him to be a flyer, and also just because one Chuck Fletcher. He was there with Chuck Fletcher. And yeah. Two. Do I love he, Koivu? I think he, would, he can still play. The Flyers can do worse, but he would be what the Flyers were hoping. Nate Thompson was going to be and better with Miko Koifu. Yeah. I, I wouldn't hate it. I think you, if you can get him for the right price, I would bring him over. Oh, I would 100% bring him over. Uh, I think he would be he would be worth the money. Uh, I just don't know how much you would personally pay him. I did see this. Um, so, Kurt... Uh, from Broad Street Hockey was t- uh, talking, to, giving his uh, little thought on uh, on uh, Miku Koivu, and he pretty much had the same thought as I am that you could do worse getting him, and he thought it was a better, he was it pretty really much a better be. option for hockey. But according to Evolving Hockey, which is another young kind of hockey thing that talks tracks stats and all this stuff would predict his contract to be around a year at 2.5 million. But Kurt said, uh, but given the familiarity with Fletcher that, uh, and the bottom cruncher, uh, and the, the crunch towards the cap and everything, it could potentially be, be like a 1.5 million 
again, Avadin Hockey itself said one year, uh, two point, potentially two point, a little over I'm two not million lie. for a year. That's not well, bad. Let me put it this I, way. So I was going to say, if it's one year, two and a half mil, would you do it? Yeah. Oh, I would 100% do it. Because again, if one thing we learned in the playoffs, AV likes to roll all four lines. And he, if and you have a guy who's known for his defense, like Miku Koivu. Who and what you were play. trying to do with Thompson last year is being your second shutdown yep. line. He would be perfect. I thought. Oh my God. He's literally, he, he's a first battle hall of famer, this guy. Yeah. And he again, is going to be something else. Mm-hmm. It, again, like, I don't care that he's very old and everything. What he's like, what, 37, 38? 37. 37. That doesn't mean anything to me. He can still play hockey, no. I think, for at least I know another two the years. The hit everyone has on him is that he's not going to put up points, but he's 37. What do you do? That, the point is, he's going to shut players most down likely. on the fourth line. That's the reason behind signing Miku Koivu. I yeah. don't care if he puts up only 20 points. I think if you can still get 20, 25 points, that's fine with me. Perfect. I don't care. That's perfect. We don't need him to, to do be, much except have to shut the, players down. He doesn't have That's to be the offense. Need. I'm going to, you know, our go-to movie is our go-to motto or movie or whatever is Moneyball. And that little thinking of uh, <laughs> of that little mindset. And you're not getting Miku Koivu of his prime. You're getting Miku Koivu of right now. And right now, Miku Koivu, you're not getting him for his offense. You're getting Miku Koivu for what he can do For what he can do now defensively and you can put them with knack or raffle or whoever and they can pick up the slack on the offensive front if it comes down to that i just don't think it would be too much of an issue i didn't realize how often i would quote that movie yeah <laughs> but i mean that it, it makes sense that you're he's 37 it really makes perfect sense he is the guy that we need to get He's I what think they Chuck Fletcher Nate Thompson will... was going to be, but wasn't. And if you no. get him over Nate Thompson, there's no reason to bring Nate Thompson. That's no, why I want him. Exactly. Um, really quickly here, the last thing I have to say, I wanted to bring up earlier, bring up now, is Chuck Fletcher. So going into this whole process before the draft, he was saying, don't expect the Flyers to do much. Chuck Fletcher now said yesterday, the fly, uh, Chuck Fletcher said Flyers like their defensive core in situation in that he said he's unsure if they'll be active if free agency won't spend money just to spend it. What this says to me, said. yeah, what this says to me is clearly there's a lot of very interesting names now that he wasn't really expecting to see out there. He's going to explore options. It's not like he wasn't before, but now he's really going to explore options like Amiku Koivu, possibly a Bobby Ryan, possibly yes. a Tory Krug. Who knows? So I'm very interested if he to doesn't, see... If he doesn't mind the lefty, that is a lefty. Yeah. So I'm very interested maybe, to see what happens those, with tomorrow. Price... I'm very excited. I'm pissed I have to work, but mm-hmm. I want to see this happen. Uh, the last question, question I want to Maybe try this. Was, yeah. Why not Sammy Vaughton then? That would be an inter- I, I I'd like to explore the idea. It just depends on how much. I'm not saying um, for him I, to be the first line or first. No, D, I actually want to test out Myers or Sanheim with Provorov just to test that, it that out. Be, I, I I personally say Phil because he's the right-handed defenseman. Yeah, I'd say Phil too, and then you can put Vatnin with Sanheim. 
That would be pretty the only cool. Problem and would then Braun with Hag, I guess. I guess, but that's Green not a great. Man that's or... not a great D pair to begin with. So that's the only issue. Yeah. And if you so keep we'll the see. D pairs that it, they already are, either Braun and obviously that's also not just taking into account if the Flyers do move uh, Ghost. That's true. A lot of options for the Philadelphia Flyers. You'll be sure for us to kind of keep an eye on how this keep you. Um, Free agency starts tomorrow at noon. Be on the lookout for all these moves. So the last question I will ask you tonight, Mike, or is... at noon, if you're listening to this, because this podcast is coming out. Very on true. So uh, the last hours. question I will ask you before you head off for the night is, do you see any big deals getting done to, for key players on day number one? If it's like every other year, yeah. Well, I mean, we we seen because uh, again, like we we see a lot of deals for the big guys and get done in for like the first two days, maybe three. So. I don't because again they I want to see explore Hall, all I the options. Hall they want to think it, it just over. I can see Hall pushing it to see what what he gets, what he tests, yeah. what he's going to test the market for, what he will get back. I could see him being. I think many. I think a lot of the goaltenders you're going to see a lot of those. Obviously, yeah. a lot of the UFAs that haven't already signed yet. Those are probably going to be a good amount of them. If I had to guess for the Flyers' sake, I bet Tyler Pitlick resigns. I yeah. don't think they're going to bring back Derek Grant. Uh, hopefully or- not. Uh, uh, Nate, Thompson. Nate Thompson. Hopefully, it's just the return they get a uh, Miko Koivu because I bet Koivu goes in the first day. That's my that's my prediction. Uh, my bold prediction is Hopi going to Minnesota, and I say Taylor Hall goes to. I always want to say Edmonton. Just go back to Edmonton to play with. Well, no, there is a rumor he could possibly resign with Edmonton. I, I don't think it, he will, but. No. but We'll see. Um, real quick, uh, where do you think Lundquist will go? I say Washington. Yeah, Washington. All right. If not Carolina. Yo. I say he stays in the Metro. Car- Carolina would be an interesting one. They need to go. I, I say he's, he, he makes perfect sense for Washington. So Yeah, I say, I say hope he goes to Minnesota. Hey, that's If not, not, they'll overpay for Anton Hudobin. There you go. All right. <laughs> and that's all we got for today, and we'll check you out whenever we're on next.